0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. Habs Unfiltered is featured on The Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio. This podcast brings you honest and in-depth hockey discussion and entertainment. Our hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Padve are proud to be one of your trusted sources for Habs and hockey news. If you are talking about it, so are we. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, Season Five, Episode One Hundred and Eighty Two. I'm your host, Belint Pudbang. I'm joined now by my co-host Matt Smith. Good morning. And hipster Treg Wilson. Good morning. For those of you who are not watching us on YouTube, Treg has gone full black rim glasses, beanie cap, and IPA t-shirt. Still no pants.
1: Pumpkin spice latte.
0: Pumpkin oh, God, spice.
1: That no. he Pumpkin created. Pumpkin spice IPA. That he made God, himself. No that he made himself.
0: <laughs> Gluten-free, fair trade. <laughs> so uh, today's episode, well, we all know what we're going to be talking about here. The Kotkaniemi offer sheet and subsequent Dvorak trade. So why don't we just dive right into the KK offer sheet that was not matched and Bergevin's only uh, press statement his only public statement on this has been and i quote carolina has used a tool available to them in the collective bargaining agreement and we accept that decision that's it that's the quote that no other word has been said the canadian social media accounts have not uh released anything more than Kakinyemi uh, has not been matched uh, there's been no farewell videos there's been no good luck no nothing it has been dead silent um so <laughs> we're gonna start here uh Matt why don't you give us uh give us your thoughts on the whole soap opera
1: so from what I've heard uh on the response I believe that they're gonna have a um Media availability on this—I uh, believe it's on Monday, from what I from what I've been hearing. Um, I, I, since the start, this has just been one gong show. They started on Saturday, right before I went to work, and uh, it's just been a gong show all week. I, I had a feeling that they were going to wait to the last moment, just like the just like Carolina did, and kind of make them sweat a little bit. Um,
0: yeah, but the they end, didn't even—they didn't even say anything. There was no. nothing in social media about will we or won't we like not even no. a word about it.
1: Yeah. And it, it really did get down to the last say 30 minutes or so. Um, but when it comes down to it, I think we kind of saw this coming. Um,
0: oh yeah.
1: Cockney Emmy saw the money and he ran, he, anyone, and, and he took it. He ran, he ran for, he, he saw the dollar signs. His eyes got big and he ran to it at the end of the day. Carolina could say all they want about they got the player they wanted and they, they use this tool to get them and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, I don't think they actually wanted the player. I think they just wanted to make uh, the Canadians sweat a little bit. Now they've got a overpaid, overpaid forward on their team.
0: I agree. He is definitely overpaid.
1: Skilled. We'll get into that. Um, in another segment, of course, but, uh, at the end of the day, I think that, uh, Yes, I would have liked to see the Canadians um, keep the player. I, I, I did like Kakaniami and uh, I know he was a fan favorite. I can see the uh, I can see the skill level, and I can see the increase in skill level. And this was his year to make that next jump with, with especially with Dano out of the uh, out of the picture. But uh, at the end of the day, it's a business, and they're looking long term. They're looking at guys like Caulfield. They're looking at guys like Suzuki and uh they took the package
0: what about you tregg what's your thought on this this portion of the soap opera uh
2: we kind of um uh, blaine i think you called it last year the year before i think you called it with the AHO offer sheet you said that they were going to probably offer sheet cotton yammy in two seasons i think that was that was a couple years ago if i remember correctly uh I didn't think they were going to match from the start. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I thought the 6.1 was was too high for what Cotton Yemi has done. Uh, everyone knows I'm a, I am was a supporter of Cotton Yemi. I liked Cotton Yemi. Uh, I thought he'd be a good 2C for the team. Uh, I even going into this year, I, I even said that this is the year. This is Cotton Yemi's year where you can't put any blame on the organization if he doesn't succeed. You know, like last year, you could say, well... You know, even though uh, our friend Jason Paul put out a good thing, stating Ducharme did try to give him more offensive minutes when he was slumping. So this whole myth that they were burying him was kind of not true. When he was in a slump last season, he was getting the more offensive starts to, to, to propel his offense. Uh, he also got more minutes under Ducharme. Problem was he got 17,000 wingers and never got a consistent uh, consistent group. Um, in the end, uh, I think the silence by the Montreal Canadiens was golden. I think that was more of a fuck you to Carolina than anything else. It was them saying, we're not playing your game, but you did what you wanted to do. We know why you did what you wanted to do, but we're not going to come down and say, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're not going to tell anyone what we're going to do. I don't think Bergevin, I, well two things were going on. I think Bergeron was after Dvorak regardless of whether or not KK was going to leave or not. I agree. So, so the Dvorak thing was going to, I think, going to happen regardless. Uh, now that Cotton Emmy's gone, it just had to be sped up, and that's where he kind of had to overpay, and I mean, we'll get into that later, yeah. uh, uh, to get what he wanted. So I think the silence was great from the Montreal Canadiens' point of view, uh, I think in the end, and we'll probably get into this later. I think it's now a Carolina issue. I think Bergman kind of battered his way in. as Eric Engel said in his article today, he beat himself out of the, the corner and he's not looking so bad as he did seven days ago in this situation. That's yeah. what I think.
0: Yeah. For me, uh, I mean, last week, last week's episode, I, I mentioned, I personally wouldn't have matched, but I thought the team might. And it it looks like the team decided, you know what? 6.1 million for a guy who at best in a two C role for them this year would be a a 40 point center. I think they, they kind of projected out further along and said, well, is he ever going to become a real top six center for us? And apparently the answer is no, especially at that, that cap hit that cap hit is a massive overpayment massive and you cannot convince me that carolina thought that's a fair offer and that they can deal with that because now as as fun as it was for carolina and their 12 fans to uh to revel in this schadenfreude for a revenge offer sheet um they they now have to deal with this cap they have to If he doesn't re-sign for a long-term deal at like $4 million, and if I were him and going for money, I wouldn't. I would say, you know what? I'm just going to wait and make them do a qualifying offer 6.1. I mean, they signed a kid who scored five goals last year. And if you're projecting out, you hope he becomes a 20-goal, 50-point guy. But you're not sure, especially Carolina.
2: Where even if he becomes oh sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's not uh he's not slated to be a top six player for them this year. Just no, isn't. Not at all. No.
2: Third so line tops, and that's as a winger.
1: Yeah. Because you've <laughs> got you've got Aho, you've got Trochek, and you've Stahl. got Stahl. Yeah.
2: So he's and, gonna be on and, the wing. And Neshkash is gonna be fighting for a spot at center because he's originally drafted as a center.
0: He'll play on Future. the right wing.
2: Likely. future offer sheeted Montreal Canadian, uh, <laughs> cash.
0: Yeah. But, um, the, the complete lack of, uh, of comment for the entire week while Carolina was doing these, uh, these adolescent posts like it, and they're still doing
1: of, it and they're still doing it now, which is, ridiculous. they are. Yeah.
0: They were offering $20 gift cards to people. Yeah. yeah, So that is their shtick. That is their social media shtick and, and it sells it you want to you want to uh bring in uh more youthful uh fans and young younger people in their teens especially love this shtick this bunch of jerk shtick the dancing and all this stuff at the end good for them that's that's your thing keep going keep doing that but the canadians are a, a more established organization and they have more of a uh a boring adult view on their social media. And I mean, it's varying shades of beige with uh, the Canadians in their social media. It's just vanilla. Sometimes they'll add in a little French vanilla just for fun. But uh, yeah, the pure silence just says, we're the adults, we're going to do our jobs and you guys just play your little games. This takes us to like, we kind of talked a little bit about it already, but development and drafting some people have been arguing about how this is a failure on the canadians part to develop and draft their players to which i respond if it was so bad why did another team come and try to poach the player yeah well
2: it's a, that's a twofold thing because we know they poached them because they were pissed off at the AHO offer sheet
0: yeah did they cut so... their nose off to spite their face I
2: personally don't think Carolina really wanted Cotton at that price. I don't think
1: they did. uh, They might've wanted them. They might've wanted the player, but they pushed, they pushed Bergevin and the Canadians up against the ropes, hoping that they, you know, something would come of it. And well, they got the player that they wanted, uh, you know, quote, quote, but I don't think it definitely wasn't for that price.
0: They were looking for scoring in the off season. And there were players who are proven goal scorers who are available that they could have traded for, but instead they go and play these, uh, these childish games and, and the revenge offer sheet, I get. Yep. If your goal was just to piss people off, maybe come in a little bit lower and then they would have matched and everything's fine. You still can go after your, your score or whatever. But now they have a six point million five dollar five goal score when they were looking for actual goals.
2: Yep. Yeah, and they're one and a half million over their cap. So, mind you, Jake Gardner's rumored to be going on LTIR when the season maybe. starts. Maybe, maybe, but uh, you know. So, how are they getting to scoring now if uh, they're already a one and a half over the cap?
0: Tony D'Angelo. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, take away Tony D'Angelo's assholeism, he's not a bad offensive defenseman. If we if we if true. we if we shut it right down to pure hockey, Tony D'Angelo is probably a top 15 defenseman in the league, offensive defenseman in the league.
0: As long as he's passing the white people.
2: As, as long as he shuts his mouth and quits being a racist asshole uh, and just concentrates on hockey, that's what you have. Yeah. Um, as for, uh, I mean, we were at that draft in 2018 when he was drafted. Everyone wanted to, I don't care who, who says anything about who chuck it was Philip Zadina that everybody wanted to did. Uh, yep. Including the what lady, that's um, <laughs> true. I friend I, of the show. I, yes, personally. Personally, I wanted Kachuk. I, I said that at the thing. Yep. I said I hope. I but I also knew they were going to draft. It was not a secret that they were going to draft in. Yeah, nope. Known for days. Yep. uh Grant I mean, McKay and Bob McKenzie were all over
0: it. I mean, oh. I wrote uh, a long article about Brady Kachuk back when I worked for that last website just before that draft and it was how he's a perfect fit for the Canadians at mm-hmm. this draft. And then they pick Cockney and you're like, yeah, okay. They picked the a center. I get it, but you're right. Top. Everybody else wanted Zadina. He is the greatest Z- thing since sliced bread.
2: Yeah. They all wanted Z- Zadina.
0: Now I don't think Cockney was a bad
2: draft pick. If you were pe- picking for need, my issue is if you're picking top five, you don't pick for need. You pick the best player available. I mean, the conversation,
0: they had a choice between him and Barrett Hayton at, uh, at three. But even Hayton
1: was a reach and, when, yeah. when Arizona picked yeah. him. And so far, he hasn't panned out
0: for but the Coyotes. Both, but both Hayton and Kotkiniemi were slated top 10 picks.
2: Yep,
0: that's true. They so, were,
2: they were yep. but still, it was a very weak draft for centers so a very if you're, draft for centers.
0: So if you're going to give crap you know you're going to shit on the team for their drafting. I mean, it's not that bad a pick to go for a center. Like Jokic wasn't a bad pick, Hayton wouldn't have been a bad pick. That's not a bad draft.
2: No, it's just if you're drafting top in my opinion, if you're drafting top 5, don't draft for need. If you're drafting 10, 15, if you're you know what I mean, outside the yeah. top 10. Sure. Yeah, if you need a sender, take the best one available.
0: And, and that being said, drafting for need, uh, drafting a Kachuk would have been for need as well because they needed power forward. They did. Um, Zadina would have also been a need because he was, you know, draft for scoring. They were looking for the bigger impact on their, their multiple needs because right. the team had a ton of needs back then.
2: And center was a huge one, probably the yeah, biggest at yeah. the time.
0: And I've heard people say, why didn't they go for Quinn Hughes? To me, that would have been a massive stretch. Picking That's a guy, it would have
2: been.
0: yeah. So, I mean, you can't really crap on the team for the drafting, and you cannot use these Johnny come lately comparisons. When at the draft on that day, it was, We all want Zadina, he is the best yeah. thing ever. Well, blah blah you, blah. I'll
1: throw up the numbers really quick. So, as we talked about, we'll talk about Kakaniami a little bit, we'll talk about Zadina numbers wise mean, 171 games played, 22 goals, 46, 62 points. Zadina, 86 games, 15 goals, 22 assists for 37 points. He'll be a mainstay now in the lineup, but he's not a guy that uh, started out. Say, let's with with Detroit in his first year, but with Eiserman um, now in the fold and the team realizing that they're in a rebuild they're going to be using these young guys like like him like Larkin like Bertuzzi et cetera, to really drive the offense and some of these older guys have been uh, been pushed out
0: Yeah and for for Detroit I mean if you look at it Zadina's spent a couple of years in the minors Yeah what would have been said had the Canadians left Zadina in the minors for a couple of years I mean now looking back everyone's saying well you know Calponi should have played in the minors longer but at the time he would have been a bu- uh, he would have been a massive bust had he not Absolutely. just? yeah. It in. Uh,
1: everyone would have said that, and he, and then even when he went down to Laval, even though he was a point of game player, they were talking negative about.
0: It's it's a constant moving of goalposts.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's the issue with Kottanemi,
2: and uh, I brought this off up offline for the past two off seasons. Everyone wanted to trade Kottanemi for a better set. Yeah. So, uh, du- in a package for somebody else, yeah. Dubois, yeah. Eichel, you name it, and now that Kottanemi's was offer sheeted everyone's like oh we're we're giving up our future well you were all right giving up your future and right now the borax i'm sorry to tell you is a better center than cotton yeming they right and i'm going to say right now and we'll get into this later but right now the borax is an upgrade from cotton it's actually a hybrid of Dano and cotton Emmy, if you really think about it yeah so they kind of improved by letting Cottonami go and get to work. Now, 3 years down the road, maybe not, but uh it depends on how Cottonami does in Carolina and I think we're going to get into that a little later. Uh, or, yeah. or we can talk about it now. I don't know. How Cottonami does
0: in Carolina? No, I want to I want to just finish off the development thing and then we can jump into yeah.
1: I'll have one more t- okay. I'll have one more thing yeah. to throw so, in Carolina as well.
0: Just just uh, and I just want to say so
1: I
2: felt he should have, and we said this before on the show, that he probably should have spent a year in Laval or Finland before coming to Montreal. But he had a great camp. He, he had did. 34 points in his rookie year. You can't argue with that. 11 goals. That's not a bad rookie. And then the injuries hit the sophomore season. Um, and I'll defend this to the end. I said this before. Cotton, biggest issue was he grew. He got too big, too quick in the sophomore season. He gained too much weight. And then he had injuries. He had the concussion. He had the spleen. He had the he had the uh, the knee, and uh, and all piled up on him, and he had the shitty year. This year, I think it's a little tit for tat. I think it's a little bit of cotton. I me and a little bit of the carousel of wingers that he had, and 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 stuff like that. Yeah,
0: so, which brings brings me to the point. This year would have been his year. They were going to. Mm-hmm. He was basically being gifted a two C role with steady top six wingers. So if If his goal was to finally be given that chance, then he would have stayed, but he wanted, he wanted the money and he apparently wanted to leave because he just said in his Instagram post, it is time to move on. I feel extremely privileged to continue my career with the Carolina Hurricanes. I've heard nothing but great things about the team organization fans and the city of Raleigh. I'm looking forward to joining the Canes and giving them the best to reach the ultimate goal in hockey. At
1: the At the end, end of the day, time it to takes move two, on. It, it takes two to, to have that contract.
0: Yeah,
1: he yeah. he could he, an offer sheet doesn't mean you, the player is signed. It means that the player has signed has signed it. So a player could say no to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's examples of players saying no to offer sheets in the past. Uh, I'm sure Brady Kachuk right now in Ottawa has said no to some, even though, by all you reports, never, never he's being that. lowballed.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Uh, I would not say no to six million dollars when I know I'm only worth two and a half.
1: Yeah. But as, we ta- but as we to. but as we talked about on the other show, he really might back himself into a corner if he has some uh, some, uh, some 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 low play. Let's just say, let's just call it that, and he might jump into unrestricted free agency when he's uh, a 21 22 years old
2: just getting back to the development portion of the of, of the thing yeah this was his year in montreal to show that he wasn't the issue in his struggles in the first in the last two seasons correct if he goes to carolina and breaks out it shows that he was poorly developed in montreal or it shows that he was poorly used, at least poorly used in Montreal. Correct. Maybe not so much developed. Agree. If he yep. doesn't work out in Carolina, then you can't turn around and say Montreal stunted his development or or whatever. Of it's course, just the so. it of course, but
0: of, course, course they will. of course they will. Of course
2: they will. They're going to sit there and say, "Well, oh, well, he would have been better in Carolina if Montreal. Well, he wouldn't be in Carolina if Montreal." Uh, I.
0: But I, how, do I think how was, poor of a player is he, he? Rushed.
2: Yes. Do I think he was rushed? Yes. Do I think he's a 70 to 80 point score? Absolutely not. I think it's a 40 to 50 point score tops tops. And he may not reach that.
0: And they clearly, they clearly don't agree with the whole not developed thing because they came out for an offer sheet as much as it's a revenge offer sheet. They still went after a player and they had that 50, 50 chance of getting him. So now they got At
2: at three times. See what he's worth
1: let yeah. say if they want to use this guy as a winger, which more than likely it's looking that that that's oh. the way that it's going to be. trick's a better center. Stahl's a better center. Ahu, definitely a better center. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave up a winger that can actually put the puck in the net and can play a little bit of a banging game in Warren Fogel. They just let him go. Yeah. They,
0: who they else gave, did they let go?
1: They gave up their best goalie. Because he wanted three and a half million dollars, right? And and that's and that's another thing. Like you, they, we talk about we talk about uh, developing your prospects. We talk about this and that. Well, look what Carolina just did. You just had a guy that goes. He's a Calder finalist. He's like, hey, I want this much, and they're like, well, are you really worth it, and they just let him walk.
0: They didn't just so, let him walk. They let Dougie Hamilton walk and, because they yeah. didn't want to give him three million dollars more. Yeah. But they seem to have no problem giving three million dollars more than he's worth to Kotkinemi. Yeah. Because of the revenge aspect. That's it. That's, right. that's, that's the reason right there. Yeah. It,
2: to me, that's piss poor management, and that's bad ownership. That, that's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's Don Waddell rolling over and showing his belly to, his, uh, to the owner to, to placate him instead of actually doing what he should be doing and keeping Dougie Hamilton in the roster, which would have been a bigger impact than going to get caught I would
2: I would have even kept that goalie because now you're stuck with uh, Freddie Anderson and uh, Rat Renata, and I think they're on the the other side of their their careers. Personally,
0: I mean, but, I mean, both of
2: them were injury prone last year, so it could be down to David Ayers there uh, by the end of the season. So, and then
0: you see you see you see Stevie Wise uh, comments after picking up uh, Nadelkovich and saying they're asking, well. Why would they make him available? And he's like, I don't freaking know, but I, I just made an offer. And they said yes, so I took it. <laughs> you know, like so I don't know. There's some questionable decisions, uh, especially cap-wise, how they manage their cap when they they let go of pieces they really needed to then overspend on other areas that they didn't as much at all. Oh well. So but over to KK's use in Carolina, I mean, we've, we've mentioned it now. He's basically the fourth, maybe even fifth center in their depth chart. So he's clearly going to be moved to the wing.
2: It depends on if they want Martin Oka ahead of him in the depth chart. That, that, that's, that's what it comes down to. But even so, do you want to put your $6.1 million man as the 4C, getting 12 minutes a game at the most? No, <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. I suspect they're going to try him on the wings with Aho and all those other lines, just to see how he does. I think he's going to bounce all over that lineup, just to see where he fits in. And I, I think
1: they're going like, to put him. I think they're going to put him with Jordan Stall and say, "This is how you play a defensive role as a center."
2: Possible, sure, right? possible. I mean, if the rumor's true, supposedly Carolina has a four and a half million long term uh a long seven year seven eight year long-term deal in place for four and a half 80 according to the rumors yeah. according to the rumors
0: um do you think they would actually have him signed to that uh, no, at no christmas time when he's available to sign it if he's shitting the bed
2: absolutely not time will tell season certain, absolutely not
0: so he needs the to kid- have a breakout half season to get that that deal signed
2: Ken has career 23 goals or something like that. Yeah. But 11, six, and five. So he has a career 22 goals. So uh, he's not even worth four and a half million at this point. At this point, I'm not saying KK is not going to be a, a relevant player in the NHL. Don't get me wrong. But the issue with KK is if he doesn't succeed in Carolina, and of course, it'll be all Mark Bergevin's fault that he doesn't succeed in Carolina. Of course. Uh, why would Carolina give them the qualifying offer for six point one million? They did their thing, they did their dance, and they're like, "Oh, well, we 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 shit the bed on this one, right?" And then they're going to say, "Listen, we're not re-signing you." He becomes a UFA, and nobody's going to pay him anywhere close, anywhere close to six point one million dollars. Probably that's not even the, two and a half.
0: For me, that's part of the beauty of the one-year offer sheet because it doesn't handcuff Carolina. Oh. Yeah, they gave up a first and a third. But for the owner, that revenge aspect is totally worth it. Totally worth it. And that's, so,
2: again, piss poor ownership. But running a business into the ground. Maybe this is why Tom Dundon has so many uh, so many times went bankrupt. I don't know.
0: He's, he's an amazing manager. I mean, Tom Dundon. I mean, look at the XFL and how great that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, it's, it's defunct. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> but no, I mean. They've got the one-year deal in place and the the rumored multi-year deal at about four and a half, like you mentioned. If Kotkinami doesn't have that super half season, like he's going to have to really show and put up points too, not just play well in games, but actually put up points, produce for them to say to justify signing him to that extension, especially if it's that freaking long. In uh, January one, say here you go, sign this oh, we just signed our two-goal scorer to an eight-year deal? Like, come on. No, no, no. No, he's going to have to be at least at a 10-goal mark, a 30-point mark, you know, a 60-point pace kind of deal before they sign him. And if he doesn't do that and they just kind of let that drop, that was their little behind-the-deal handshake, wink and a nod, trust us. So, one, Kotkinemi gets screwed over a little bit. And two, if that's really the case, who's to say that any rfa in the future is going to say well i don't know if you want me you make that sucker a five-year deal or you know like they won't just sign anything handed to them from carolina now it it hurts them business-wise so this this is a far-reaching thing
2: and this is why i think carolina kind of screwed themselves in this whole uh offer sheet thing i totally suspect they thought bergman would match the offer i I really do i really think they thought And I think the one-year deal was the kicker. They're going, well, he'll probably match it. It's only one year, right? Because then Montreal has the option to let him walk. If he comes out at uh, next season in Montreal and he's the second-line center and all of a sudden he's still only on pace for like 10 goals and whatever, and you're like, hey, you're the second-line center and you're playing with Gallagher and Huffman and you're still not getting points, this isn't on us anymore, right? Uh, which which
0: honestly would have been more embarrassing for the canadians which would have added to the revenge for dundon
2: right right because because then they're like hey this was your guy this was your pick and he's a bust you screwed up your third overall pick twice twice now you screwed up, and your you third overpaid overall for him
0: ha 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 yeah you know like-
2: um and i i think when he, he now don't get me wrong i think in carolina i think he'll do okay i don't think he'll be terrible but if he's playing for third and fourth line minutes, he's not getting the points to justify this four and a half million dollar contract going forward unless he really goes off the charts. You're not having a playing third and fourth line if that's where he plays most of the time you're not having a 50 60 point season, you're just not unless you go off the charts.
0: Yeah, the Canadians did a calculus, looked at it long term and said, uh, we don't think the Kakami is going to be a 20 goal, 50 point second line center in the long term, especially at least for the not the next two to three years. So that makes the, the money way too much for us to justify keeping them. I mean you know, they, they looked at him they said, okay, well, the compensation of 21, I think he will eventually become something closer to 20, 50 point player. No. And they let him walk. They said, you know what? It's not worth the money. Let's just, let's just take a step back. But Matt, do you think that's going to be the right call? Say in about four years time.
1: Give it a little bit of time. Give it a little bit of time. Let's see how Kakadiemi starts the season. No, no, this is about it.
0: hot takes and right away, instant reaction, hot takes. Let's go.
1: I think they'll be fine. I'd rather, I'd rather spend the money elsewhere on uh, Suzuki and Caulfield and whoever other young players coming up within the system than uh, than overpay right now for Kakadiemi and be pushed up against the wall with qualifying offers to that, that much
0: money. What about you, Treg? Yeah. Uh,
2: I said on, on Twitter there yesterday, I said, uh,
0: short-term,
2: I think it's fine for Montreal. Long-term, I really don't know. Uh, I think Matt hits the nail on the head though. I think they got enough in their system and stuff like that. They have really good wingers. They can always trade for a better center. Uh, they have Dvorak now who's going to be their 2C. Uh, I think he fits in well as a 2C. Whether and he, they got him signed for the next four years at a good value. Uh, I think they're going to be just fine. I, I think they're going to be okay. I, 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 I was fine if they matched it. I was fine if they didn't match it. Now that I think about it, it's not matched. I think they went the right way.
1: And they still have young guys within their system that they're going to continue to develop.
2: Yeah. We've
1: seen uh, we've seen some really good things at a kidney. We've seen some good things at a Uh Paling's still there and the still in there, and he's going to be at camp and he's going to be trying to push for a roster spot. I My think. Exactly, I think they're going to be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah for me, <clears throat> for me, the short term they they made the right call in the short term, um, based solely on the production levels. And yes, the trade they made afterwards replaces Kotkiniami quite easily. Um, but it's the long term. So if Kotkiniami face plants uh, in Carolina in the first year or two, there's nothing can be said about the decision that Bergevin made today. But if he blossoms into a top six winger, even then we're going to be listening to this crap for the next decade, just like we so. have with every other move ever made. For You're
2: so. going to be listening to it anyway, because if he flops, Montreal didn't develop him right? If he doesn't flop, <laughs> Montreal, uh, let a guy go, let our future go for nothing, basically. I, I,
0: but honestly, I, I believe, like you said earlier, Trent, if if a player flops in more than one location that's not the original team's fault
2: it's
0: not like you look at gelgen he yeah. flopped
2: in 12 different locations so
0: but then but got fixed, fixed in toronto him,
2: so he, he got fixed in toronto
0: yeah then... where he he made a beautiful assist in the game 5 overtime yeah.
2: and you know had 0.5 points per game in the season so you know scoring every other game or
0: which is why GMs were lining up to sign him, and he has a contract in pocket. Oh wait, no, he doesn't. He's a free agent.
2: <laughs> so I'm surprised Prado didn't keep him.
0: Yeah, because they fixed him. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is the path that uh, Katsunami is <clears throat> is looking at. He's at that fork in the road now. Mm-hmm. Does he become a a quality top six player, or does he become that journeyman bust?
2: I'm leaning towards the ladder myself. I don't think it will be a bust. I just don't think he'll be the top six everyone hoped he'd be. Um, and looking back, if you look over his stats, like in Finland and stuff like that, was he really projected to be a top six guy? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I see Cotton Emmy as a third-line guy, third-line center you know picking up 40 points playing a okay two way game and uh, and that's about it maybe a 15 goal scorer in his at at the highlight of his career i guess
1: in terms of him possibly being a bust for me i, I don't think he's going to be a bust am i going to am i going to fucking cheer for him this year absolutely not i hope that he's a bust in carolina i hope he puts up five goals or less and you know, 15 points. I like. I do not want to see him succeed because I don't want to see it all rubbed in the face that he did succeed in Carolina. So when he plays against the Canadians, I hope they play hard on him. I really do. I hope they boo him. And I, 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 am not gonna. I'm not gonna cheer for him. It's not gonna happen. I do. I, I don't. I'm one of the people that doesn't have anything. Cockney Emmy related for memorabilia I'm in no loss
2: I have a jersey I have a retro reverse retro jersey, so no
1: loss here
0: I mean I've got jerseys of all kinds of players like Camillary and I've no, got Cockney, Camilleri as so. well. <laughs> but uh on on booing him, I mean here's a player he wasn't traded away so no. it's not like the the when he comes back fans are be oh it's a shame that you're gone we're sorry no, when he comes back, he chose to sign an offer right. to go somewhere else. So That's they're, right. they're going to fuel them. the
1: fire. Yeah, it's going to fuel the fire. Don't boo them, but I mean, they will. Come on,
2: if, why not? If you were listen. If the HMCS St. John's offered you two and a half million, but the VDQ offered you six point one million, where are you going? It doesn't matter.
0: If I left, <laughs> I would get booed. It's yes, he did the right listen. thing for himself, but there comes listen. there's a price to pay for that.
2: Aaron Manning thinks Cotton Yemi is the greatest hockey player that ever stepped foot on the ice. And if you read her rant, just mute her. Just mute her now. Uh, She's been going on for the past six months about Cotton Yemi and how it's all the organization's fault. Cotton Yemi has done no wrong. And no matter what you say against it, you're an idiot. But anyway,
0: I I have no idea who this person is. I can't believe
2: you've never seen her on on Twitter because she's all over the goddamn place. But anyway. Uh, well I lost my train of thought. But anyway, the point I'm making is Booing
1: Kakaniami.
2: Boo oh right. <laughs> I think the entire all 7,500 people that are gonna be allowed at the Bell Center are gonna boo. I honestly do. And I think they play like the fifth game of the season or something like that. It's within the uh, first yeah.
0: months, yeah. Yeah, it's the first like so, the second week of the season. Yeah. So uh
2: it'll be interesting. Um I don't care if Tottenham is successful or not. I really don't. I don't care if he plays well in Caroline or if he doesn't play well in Caroline. I don't think he'll ever play up to what his contract is. So it doesn't really matter.
0: Well, our friend, a friend of the show, Andrew, who we've had beers with uh, here in town a few times. You remember Andrew? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he flat out said, I don't wish him well. Screw you. I'm booing you whenever I get the chance. And he got attacked for it online. Like, oh, on, he come. did.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he's a fan fans can fans can do what they want you pay the ticket to get into a game if you want to boo a player you paid 300 bucks to get into a game boo away it's your right especially now that you got especially now it's your double backs you got your card you paid all that money you went through all that trouble get in there boo if you cheer cheer you paid it's your right
2: well
1: i'm not Booing or cheering, I really don't care. One minute. I'm not one to I'm not one to boo in an arena, but I'm not going to wish him well, and uh, I'll definitely be checking up on him throughout the season to see how he's doing.
0: If you're a Canadiens fan and you liked Katiani, wish him well all you Absolutely. want, but don't tell me you want him showing up and destroying the Canadiens, because then That's right. are are you a fan of the Canadiens or are you a fan of the player? That's right.
2: Well, and that's just it. Like, that's why I brought that Aaron Manning up. It's obviously she's a fan of the player and not a fan of the team. They say she's – And that's fine. And that's fine. That's fine. Be a fan of the player. But don't put it to the point where you're just dumping on the team, right? Uh, I mean, I was a huge Patrick Watt fan. Huge Patrick Watt fan. But I did not go to Colorado because he went to Colorado. I actually, when they got the, the guys back from them, back in the days of no Twitter and that, and you don't really know much about what you're getting, but what you read here on the hockey news and the and the TSN, I was like, oh, this might not be so bad until I watched them play. And then I was like, okay, this is terrible. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I have no issue with people being fans of a player. It's just in a, in a sport, it's kind of futile to be a fan of a player because I can guarantee you, only rare players stay with the team the entire time.
0: It's a handful now, especially. <clears throat> and before we move on to the next uh, segment, which is Dvorak, I just want to point out that the Canadian, uh, the uh, Carolina hurricane spent $6.1 oh. $6. million, a first and a third on a former over a third overall pick who scored five goals last year uh, to become the NHL's troll artists. That's a lot of money to spend on PR. And I mean, you kind of hinted at it. You know, they were playing a, uh, some, some checkers. They're like, yeah, we're going to get revenge. Checkers. Ah. And Bergevin found a way to turn into a chess game and punch his way out of a corner.
1: Well, we, when we look at this deal, and we're gonna, I know we're going to get into Dvorak next. Um, when we look at this deal, and we'll, we'll even call it a three-team deal. Carolina, honestly, they're the losers in this deal.
0: Yeah. In my my
1: opinion, they're on the bottom of this deal.
0: Yeah. And here's the deal. So we're going to switch to Dvorak now. The Dvorak trade, which happened minutes after the very short and curt announcement that they were not matching. uh, The Canadians are trading a 2022 first. It will be both. It'll be the lower or the the lower uh, pick of the two. So, you know, if it's a one's 15, one's 20, they're going to get the 20, but both are top 10 protected for this year. So if Carolina shits the bed and it becomes a top 10 pick, well, they're going to get the Habs pick. So that's this year's first, they get a 2024 second. (laughs) Why 2024? I don't. Whatever. They're getting a second twenty twenty. because Arizona
1: has all the 2022
0: seconds. <laughs> yeah, That's why. Um,
1: they have five but, of them now.
0: And further on the the uh, the protection of the first, if both become top ten picks, then uh, Arizona gets a 2023 first.
2: I thought they just got the higher of the or the lower of the two.
0: Well, if both are top ten, they're both top ten protected, right? So.
2: Yeah, they can't, but think, they can't
0: get either. It, it's I in the write. Read, up. It's in the write up.
2: Okay.
0: Um, it, it's kind of convoluted, uh, yeah. but if both become top ten picks, if both Montreal and uh, Carolina craft the bed, then they get a twenty twenty three pick. So, um, either way, they get a first and a second for Dvorak. Carolina paid a first and a third for Kotkaniemi and the Canadians end up with a with, with Dvorak out of this deal so yeah like a three-way trade Carolina gives up uh, a first and a sec- a first and a third the Canadians give up a second and Kotkaniemi and Arizona gives up Dvorak so yeah it uh, turns into a little bit of a three-way deal um so now we're going to just get into the Christian Dvorak stuff. Um, I see him more of a No replacement than a Kotkaniemi replacement. Agreed. But, but Dvorak is an actual 2C. Yes. So you can argue that he's replacing Kotkiniemi in this, but uh, they did have interest in him before the offer sheet was made. So you could argue that he was going to be on his way here eventually.
1: What would it have taken to get that? It probably, and, it, and if that's the case, if it was uh, if it took a first or what's called a conditional first right now with yeah. um, with a with a second, it likely would have taken they probably would have had to swing probably like a paling with a second, some of them, yeah. Like
0: their salary would have had to go the other way at the same time yeah. had Katiniami not left,
1: and that's what Carol, that's what uh, Arizona does. Uh, they're not a team that wants to win, they're a team that wants to make money. and... That's just the way that it's going to be, and I feel bad for most of the players that end up there.
0: So, well, right now Arizona is in a bit of a, a conundrum. They're they're in the Gila Arena for one last year. They're trying to find a new uh, new rink to play out of in uh, Arizona, but at the same time they're going full rebuild.
1: Oh, absolutely! So, but but you're looking at a team. You're looking at a team. I just brought up uh, Cap Friendly really quick. You've got three players out of their 14 forwards that are listed right now on Cap Friendly that are signed for next year. It's it's insane,
0: but and if you're it, doing it, a rebuild, that's a good thing.
1: Still, they're not a, they're not a team to take serious.
0: No, 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 no. They're rebuilding. <laughs> they're they're clearly They've, rebuilding. They're
1: in a constant rebuild.
0: But at the at, you can argue that Bill Armstrong is actually doing it the proper way this time.
1: We'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if that's you're looking show. At how, if you look at how rebuilds are done, yeah. you give up assets, you get a bunch of picks back what you do with it afterwards, that's on you, but you got, you got to collect all these first. So they, they basically got a bunch of firsts, a bunch of seconds over the next two, three years. Uh, I think it's 29 top 60 picks over the no, next three some, years. Some
1: ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So getting a first and a second out of the Canadians for Dvorak, that's a good deal for them. Yep. The Canadians getting Dvorak, it's a good deal, deal for them. And uh, they can thank Carolina for making the cap space.
2: Well, like we alluded to, Montreal was getting Dvorak, I think, regardless of whether they kept Cotton Emi or not. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they were to get him if they had Cotton Emi at 6.1, which I don't think they would have. No, they if,
1: if, if they would have done the two-and-a-half deal, I think yeah. they still would have went after him. Yeah.
2: I still think they would have went after Dvorak, which then goes to say, well, then they weren't prepared to have Cotton Emi as their 2C. However, Dvorak and Cotton Emi could have switched. If Cotton Emi was playing well, whether Cottenham he played 2C or 3C, he was going to have very good, uh, reliable wingers. So Absolutely. it wouldn't matter if he Absolutely. played 2C or 3C. That's right. I mean, 2C and 3C, it's a matter of, what, three, two and two and a half, three minutes of ice time, depending if you have power play or PK. Which um, would have been made
0: up on the power play because they would have probably given him more power play time.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. He, had power. he was number two power play guy on the second power play unit last year. So he yeah. played almost two minutes of power average two minutes a night of power play time. So, uh, this was caught year, whether it was two, three or two C or three C Dvorak was, a uh, something I think Montreal was going to have on their team. Start of the season, regardless whether they got rid of continuity or not. Uh, now it just pushes him up into now, basically you're absolutely right. I think he's more of a denial replacement, which to me is better. Gives them more defense, yeah. helps shore up their, their defense a little bit, uh, he was having a breakout year this year in 56 games. He had 17 goals. He was on pace for, I forget what he was on pace for, for points, but I think it was 50-some-odd points. 45-50. 45-50, to, yep. Yep. 45 to 50, sure. I think it was 17-14 is what his numbers were. Yeah, 17-14 in
1: uh, 56. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's so playing on their on- top line. He was their top line center against, against top opposition on a poor team that didn't have a lot of offense. So that should tell you that moving to a more offensively styled team with better wingers um, should increase his production.
2: And and I totally agree. He's only 25 years old. So he's in that. This is his breakout years. 23 to 25 to me is a breakout year for a young player. And uh, I know I I like this move. I like it. I thought they were going to get him regardless. Like I said before, and now that they, they have him, he's going to fit in there. Now, the question is, can Paling step up and be a 3C? And if he can, even if he's, you know, a 30-point guy at 3C, that's okay. That's pretty good because Paling is not a bad two-way center either. He played pretty well in LaValle, Uh Going back and forth uh, as as a two way game. Mind you, that's Laval. It's not the NHL. It's a little bit faster than the NHL. But uh, we'll see. That's to me right now. The key is paling at 3C to whether or not uh, Montreal. I mean, I think Montreal right now is a better team or just a good team as they were last year. They're just better offensively this year than they were last year. That's what I think. That's how I look at the team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, paling is definitely the. Is going to be the major recipient of this opening now. Um, Evans is still there. Uh, they like Evans. They trust Evans. I think he's going to get the, uh, the inside track on that role. How Paling does in the camp, I agree, is going to make a big difference. But I see the Canadians still hedging their bets, though. You know how much Bergevin loves his veteran centers. So maybe a PTO, maybe a, a low-end signing.
1: So that back at um, as well?
0: Yeah. They've got Paquette there as well, who can slot into a fourth line role if need be, but I think they've got Paquette and Perot there as the added wingers, agreed, agreed, the extra agreed. guys. Right. I think who in can,
1: a perfect world, they'd like to use They like to use their, their, their drafted players. They like to use Evan and Paling.
0: Yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, Paling has put in his time. He is up and down. He's um, you know, he's, been in the minors he's done really well in the minors last year and this year he's got that chance but i've mentioned it in past um in past episodes how i think that his waiver eligibility where he doesn't he doesn't have to clear waivers is going to be a hamper to him yeah so he really really needs to step up but the cha- the opportunity is there the door is open oh 100%
2: I mean, Montreal still has almost $2 million to maximize Weber's LTIR. So uh, they still have uh, a room available. I'd be leery on adding any more to that with Byron's LTIR, just because he's coming back in December. But if you do get a center and you go into Byron's LTIR, then when he comes back, you can just put Paling back down into the minors. And hopefully you've garnered enough cap space through the the year that you can... uh,
0: as long as you're, as long as you're not, if you're going to ease into getting past that LTIR space that uh, Weber's going to be giving you, as long as you're not going more than 700 K into it, then it makes perfect sense. So you're looking at about two and a half million dollars more on if you're, yeah. that's, that's your, that's your level. That's as much as you can go. Uh, if you're looking at being able to move paling back down to the minors without losing anybody and then having an extra guy sign. I, I don't see anyone on the market that is worth that much anyway. So they should be okay. I mean, who's out there? You've got uh, you gelchenyak who's not a center. They're not going to sign him. Um, is it Bozak?
1: Bozak, Bozak. Still bill, yeah.
0: Bozak would be the yeah. only one I could think of that would fit that bill. Someone who can play a 3-4-C role, uh, win face-offs, the whole thing. Everything that they'd be looking for in a veteran center, he's there. So, sure, I can see him being a target if they don't trust that Palin can step up. But back to Dvorak, uh, the Dvorak trade, they they targeted him as the Deno replacement because he, he is good defensively. Win face-offs, which is really wins important. Wins face-offs. They really, really needed a guy who can win faceoffs especially in the defensive zone
1: or on the power play how many times did they lose a faceoff and then burn off 30 40 seconds
0: yeah exactly so i mean sticking with the faceoff side they they gave arizona had let's see i'm going to bring up his numbers here he, he was a last year he was a 52.1% center uh, faceoff rate and i'm looking at his d zone starts which i think were fairly high uh possession metrics d zone starts
2: he already has the highest face-off percentage on the team if he was 52 last year
0: yeah yeah he's and 55 the year before yeah so Evans
2: was 51 and i think deno was 52 as well last year
0: yeah Deneau so he's a, he's about where deno was he can do a little bit more Deno can on the faceoff dot. He gets as much uh, D zone faceoff uh, D zone starts as Deno did, and he was still one of the least. I mean, on the plus minus, it looks bad, but on that team, minus eleven is good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be their he's going to be one of their matchup centers. They and they're going to be giving Suzuki more uh, responsibility, and Suzuki's faceoffs have improved. So okay. now you have three face uh, three centers who can win faceoffs more often than not which is something the canadians have not had in a long time. So this year the team looks better with with Dvorak versus Kotkniemi this year. So it's not that bad of a move if you're just looking at the right here and now.
2: I don't think it's that bad a move. You look at the next two, three years either, really. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, at four and a half, you still have the cap space to sign Suzuki and Caulfield to uh, some good contracts because they're both up in successive years. Uh, I think it's, again, it's going to come back to how well Cotton Yemi going to look in Carolina. Uh, if Cotton Emmy blows the doors off in Carolina and becomes a top six player, then you can look back and say, this was a bad move by Burry. Again, Dvorak was coming to Montreal regardless. So Dvorak really isn't a factor in that because I still believe he was coming to Montreal whether they had Cotton Emmy or not. So.
0: But he wasn't here. He wasn't here at the time. He came after and it was was. announced right after. after. So they're going to be tied together no matter what happens. That's right.
2: Um, now, do I think they would have given up a first and a second to get Dvorak if they still had caught Nemi? Probably not. I probably would have had a little bit. They probably would have had a player going to give up, like you guys mentioned earlier, to give up some uh, cap relief. Um, but Arizona saw Montreal in a position of need and a position of. Uh, uh, it was a position of need and not a position of want, is what it would have been if they still would have had caught Nemi. Uh, and they took advantage of it, and any GM would have done that. So sometimes you got to lose a deal to make your team better, and I think that's kind of what uh, Bergevin did here.
0: And I don't think it's a, a really a loss. We're going to wait and see what picks end up in uh, Arizona's yeah. pocket before we can judge. But I mean, the value—it's a loss.
2: But I mean, yeah.
0: But the value-wise, value-wise, yeah, it's a little bit more than I would have paid for mm-hmm. Dvorak, but it's not that much more than I'm going to crap on him. I'm so, looking forward to
1: seeing what he's going to bring to the team, Well because they are going to put him into a they're going to put him into a role where he's not going to be the first line guy. He's not going to be playing the um, the top end minutes. He's going to be out there. He's going to play his two way game, and he's going to have some capable wingers on whatever line he ends up on. Um, at the at the end of the day, he's he's a very capable center. He's going to uh, he's going to put up more points than uh, than someone like a Deneau would. He's going to drive the offense a little bit better. And um, what they're likely going to do, they're probably going to put maybe somebody like a Gallagher with him anyway, either way, he's going to have somebody that's going to be a trigger man. Yeah. So I, I think he's going to be just fine. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with the team.
0: He's also going to help the power play. The Canadians yes. needed a, a, they needed a shooter in the slot. And uh, eight, that so eight is of,
1: eight to 17 goals last year on the power play.
0: That is his, that's his bread and butter on the power play. You put him on the power play, you put him in the bumper position, and he is going to bury some goals. So they they had a need at, at center. They had a need on the power play. He kind of fills both, um, especially on that bumper position. So he's going to end up probably getting around 17 to 18 and a half minutes a game, just like Suzuki. They're going to split up the power play time. They're going to split up some of the, uh, the matchups defensively. So... Overall, it's not that bad of a move, especially when you consider his cap hit at four and a half for the next four years.
2: And that only takes him to twenty nine so he's not even going to his thirties when his contract's up. so and depending on how well he goes, you can go, all right, well, you're hitting your thirties. We'll give you a three year dealer, you let him walk for depending on who uh, who's coming up in your system and who else you have. Um, the key right now is Getting Suzuki locked up long term, and I think that's going to be
0: the yeah that
2: has to be done. I think this year, ASAP
0: at Christmas time when it's a when yeah, India, right now, like give it to him now, 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 now. And I do think it's going to be something around an eight million dollar range for Suzuki. Sure, all the power to
2: him. He's he's yep. gonna if he if you're looking at him as our number one center and he's been better every year he's played. His projection is that he's only going to get better. Uh, then, yeah, give him the eight million, sign him up. Yeah, if you
0: there can you get go. him at under whatever they that they offered Aho. <laughs> 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 and then uh, give give him a twenty dollars signing bonus on top of that. Just to, just to mess with them. No,
2: sure, give him a thirty five dollars <laughs> signing bonus. Twenty yeah. plus fifteen.
0: <laughs> Speaking of numbers, uh, what's what's Dvorak's number going to be? I say it should be twenty. Can't uh Widman's 20. Don't care.
1: <laughs> Buy a Rolex. Uh, Buy a Rolex. I th- take,
0: yeah.
2: the number. <laughs> I think he's gotta flip around and go 81.
0: Yeah, but it'd be more fun if you gave a Rolex to Wideman and took 20.
2: <laughs> you should take 35.
0: <laughs> then you got 20 and 15 <laughs> added together. Even better. Or screw it, 15. I hear it's available. <laughs> We'll
1: save, yeah. we'll save some money on the jerseys. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Just gotta change the name. Yeah, um, less right. too. Let's see what else we have here before we finish every, uh, finish this off. Um, do you guys feel the t- like? All right, we kind of. Co- uh, yeah, no, we co- we covered that. We feel the team's going to be better this year. Booing, we covered. All right, so final thoughts. Uh, Treg your final thoughts.
2: Uh, I think you're going to see the halves of probably one of the best power plays in the league. That's my final thought. Just looking at the players they got with Caulfield, Hoffman, Dvorak now in there, uh, Suzuki, uh, Petrie, uh, Drew in back and probably playing on the power play. Maybe, I just think they're going to have a really good power play. This year. And, and they're going to be offensively sound. Maybe, maybe you never know. Maybe I doubt it,
0: but maybe. <laughs> Matt, what about you?
1: Just looking forward to hockey being back again. Something, uh, something that we can uh, all lean in, lean on each other for, and uh, and have some some uh, some great content, and have a have a really good season five.
2: Matt, get pucks be- in deep. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I was just thinking. Matt always gives that. Uh, uh, the boys are playing hard. Uh, we're going to really push this period. We're going to get the pucks in deep, and we're going to try to put some pucks in the net. That's right. And, uh, just just looking forward to a good hockey game. <laughs> Cheers. Wait, oh oh and uh and and pucks in deep did i mention pucks in deep
0: <laughs> hey the good news is we might actually be able to get together for for a game this year so that's that's, that's, true. that's a true. big plus be nice to to meet up and just uh, tregg and i can sandwich matt with a big old hug yeah Uh, All right, and for myself, I just want to remind our Canadian listeners that September twentieth is the federal election. Be sure that you're registered, and if not, contact Elections Canada and set yourself up. If you don't want to get in the lines, you don't want to be exposed to anybody. uh, If you if you're afraid of COVID or you're afraid of uh, anti-maskers who are still somehow a thing, um, you can vote by mail. It's safe. It's secure. Absolutely. 100 percent fine do that the point is get out and vote have your voice heard and remember that voting is the backbone of our democracy uh, as members of the armed forces we uh, we serve to ensure that that right stays put that you continue to have that right i don't care who you vote for well i do but i'm not going to say who or why just get out and vote find a, find something that you believe in, vote for that. But vote. Teletubbies. Teletubbies are a thing, and they are scary as hell. Watch it in black and white. Put the Teletubbies in black and white, and then you tell me that that little baby face in the sun, that's dismembered from its body, isn't the creepiest thing you've ever seen. And what's Tubby Custard anyway? Is Tubby Custard just old Teletubbies that they're eating? Is that Soylent Green? creepy as shit if you don't know what Teletubbies are google it 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 was the it was the bane of my existence when my firstborn was was a child anyway uh that's it for this episode I want to thank everybody for listening everybody for sharing tuning in interacting with us online Uh, all the new followers I want to thank you for adding us um Matt's been doing a lot of heavy lifting getting more listeners for us so thanks to Matt and thanks to you the
2: one with the four thousand hundred thousand followers well i mean look at his face just
0: look at that face it's too pretty not to follow really um but yeah i want to thank all the new listeners i want to thank all the new followers uh interacting with you guys the last couple of days uh during this offer sheet time has been entertaining to say the least so let's keep that up and uh remember if you are talking about it so are we do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym?
2: Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergy Arms. Berge Arms will get you the gains you need. Bergy Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better characters so you can get the gains you need. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Today. Not a real product. May make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use... If you're healthy, if you want it loyally, buy a dog.